What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the South Coast Footballholic and the first edition of Illawarra 360, our new segment dedicated to everything Illawarra football. Jordan, what's going on, mate? Round one this weekend. I'm excited for this. Absolutely buzzing, mate. Uh, there's a, a lot of uh, excitement in the air, I think, around uh, all the leagues in the Illawarra, uh, and uh, especially with emphasis on the Illawarra Premier League and the Illawarra District League. Look, just keen to get it started on Friday night. And one person who unfortunately won't be starting with it on Friday night is uh, Steve Dimitrescu. Obviously, news broke overnight that Dimitrescu and Paul Kembler have parted ways. A couple of issues of Paul Kembler at the moment. They haven't won a game all preseason. Yeah, some would say that they that this was uh, writing on the wall uh, for, for Dimitrescu. Uh, just their results in this uh, year alone. Uh They've had two draws and four losses, um, most notably a 5-2 loss to Albion Park White Eagles last week and uh, a defeat on the weekend. 3-1 Albion Park. 3-1 Albion Park. 3-1 Albion Park. <laughs> and uh, and uh, well, 3-1 on the weekend against South Coast United as well. So, look, uh, it'll be interesting to see who takes over at the helm. Uh, there's no talk of a replacement as of yet, but, uh, look, they'll have to find one quick smart. Yeah, I can't think of any free coaches at the moment who would take over that I know of. Any any that come to your mind yet? No? I'm sure there's plenty out there. There's, uh, uh, as always, coaches looking for <laughs> for employment. So I'm 100%. sure that there's, there's a, a good lineup that uh, Port Campbell have going in them. And I'm sure that uh, they haven't, um, well, they, have, they definitely have a plan in place for, for who's going to take the job. You'd sure hope so because if results are anything to go by, they're in for a, a tough year. Can they turn it around? They've got a big game this weekend, which we will touch on in the round one preview later. But we're about to review the Burt Bandit Cup quarterfinal games, or the three that were played, and the trial games as well. We'll start off with heading up to Rex Jackson. Oval Bulleye 6, Helensburg 0. Dominant display by Bulleye. And to be honest, I didn't expect anything less this time last week. No, it was. Uh, it just uh, further renders the the notion that uh, Bulleye are, are back in a bit of form. Uh, as our mates on Twitter, Dylan Arvella, said it's hard to gauge without uh, Bulleye facing a lot of IPL opposition in this preseason, only one game uh, against South Coast United. But in saying that, uh, from all accounts, they were completely dominant over a fairly uh, informed Helensburg side, it must be said. They were the last district league team in the Burt Bampton Cup before they were eliminated. But a resounding win for, for Bulleye. And Luke Van Zul against his old club jumps on. I believe his brother played for Helensburg as well. He, he gets off the bench, grabs a double. And, but their international imports are seriously impressing at the moment. Yeah, they've uh, they've brought in a few. There was uh, specifically in, in a couple of games I've seen, uh, their uh, they're attacking fullback, I believe he's Japanese. Yes, Jap- uh, their Japanese duo is Saya Kambayashi, Takumi Sujimura, I believe I got that right. And they got Filipino international Ian Clarino. I believe it's Ian. It might be Ian or something like that. But, yeah, look, international pedigree. He's, he's representing his country in the Philippines. He's uh, he's nothing to shy away about. But Saya Kambayashi has been extremely impressive this preseason so far. He's looked very, very dangerous going forward especially. But He's look, all over the place on the pitch, isn't he? In look, a good way. In all honesty, you had to look at a bull. I've lost two of the best Japanese imports in New York, Kawada and Kenji Takahashi. But if, you, if you're doing recruitment like this, bring these three in, you know, you're going to be sweet for sure. That's right. And all, all of their uh, 
imports that they brought in look very settled very quickly. So that bodes well for uh, for Julio Miranda's side and their for, and for their chances for for this uh, shortened season. Going on to the next game now. This was I don't know if it's a shock anymore because Balambi are in red hot form. Balambi three, Albion Park White Eagles one at Elizabeth Park. Balambi, uh, honestly. You can't say yet that they're in contention for finals, but boy, they keep that up. You never know. Yeah, it's going to come to a time where teams aren't going to underestimate them, isn't it? With the, all I these, think that time's now, to be honest. With all these results, but uh, a very impressive win over Albion Park White Eagles on the weekend. Uh, of course, Albion Park White Eagles were, were missing their captain, Chris Nathaniel, and uh, midfield uh, Dynamo, Robbie Del Banco. So a couple of losses there, but in saying that, I don't want to take away from the victory that uh, Balami got over the White Eagles. It was, uh, from all accounts, the second half, they uh, blew Albion Park out of the water. Yeah, look, is it panic stations for Albion Park yet? Because I wouldn't say it's panic stations. Like it's one loss, but you got to look at it. It's um, They were expected as a club to get that win over Balambi on the weekend. Look, every time you get knocked out of a of a cup of competition or lose a league game, it's it's disappointing. But in saying that, like I just mentioned, there was a couple of injuries um, and I'm sure there was, uh, I believe there was a couple more that uh, that I didn't mention. I don't think it's panic stations at all. Uh, they still have a very, well, they have a quality side on paper and uh, a strong squad and uh, everyone fit and on the park. They are one of the best or if not the best uh, squad in the uh, in the competition. Moving on to the next one, and another big result for the, the juggernaut Congilla Lions, 4-1 over Winona Sharks. Norville grabbing a hat-trick, and you wouldn't expect anything less. Peter Simonoski grabbing a goal as well at Ocean Park. Robbie Gordiosi with the only goal for Winona. Congilla and Red Hot form. What are the Two odds? big wins. What are the odds that uh, Simo scores a goal in every game this IPL season? Because he's Look, somebody, on track. Somebody... On a post when we, when we announced he was coming to the IPL a week or two ago, said he'd score 30. And then someone came back and said, oh, it's going to be hard in 11 games. I can't see that happening. He's just like, I wouldn't rule it out. At the moment, that's what, three goals in two games? <laughs> Who knows? The worst thing about Simonoski is, is if he uh, goes through the 11 games plus any potential final series and uh, and then leaves for the, for the MPL next season, which he uh, definitely belongs in there. But we're going to have a short time... Uh, uh, Watching him, and it's going to uh, leave us a bit uh, hanging, leaving fans hanging out to dry. I think it's going to be disappointing yeah. to see him go if he does. Yeah, but we'll have a chance to watch him and the Cringilla Lions on Friday night as well. A certain podcast host has got the reporting duties for that game, but we'll touch on that later. Of course, there's one more quarterfinal with Wollongong United and Coniston yet to be played. That'll be next Tuesday night. But Wollongong United did play, and Coniston did play each other. On the weekend, just not in, in the Bender Cup, it was the Frack Cup. Now, Wollongong United got up 2-0 over Coniston. Billy Sovelos and Flanagan, the, uh, Jeremy Flanagan, the other goal scorers. And from all reports, Sovelos was absolutely outstanding in the middle of the park. Yeah, sounds like he had an absolute cracker of a game. Uh, head coach Wollongong United stating that he did not lose a header in the middle of the park. So that is... Uh, Quite tough to come up against uh, for a, for a Coniston side who must be said did uh, hold their own against uh, against Wollongong United against a top quality side. Uh, I believe uh, from all accounts that they had a couple of good chances. Uh, they didn't convert, 
which they perhaps had uh, have been doing in other games. Uh, so that was their their downfall. Uh, but in saying that, uh, Wollongong United thoroughly deserving the win. And the preseason cup kings, four frat cups in five years is nothing to shy away about. That is absolutely incredible preseason form. Can they translate it though to round one of the IPL? We'll find out in a couple of days' time as we preview it later on very soon. But we'll just touch on the trial games over the weekend as well. Now, there's a couple of very interesting results. We'll start off with Tarawana 2, Wollongong Olympic 1. I I don't want to say panic stations. I've said it once too many times today. But Wollongong Olympic, that's two straight losses in a row now. We say panic stations with Wollongong Olympic. Uh, we don't want to say the panic la- stations. It's trial games. For but, the last yeah. uh, couple of weeks. Look, I'd, yeah, you never know. Personally, uh, I don't think it's panic stations, and you'll uh, understand no. why with my top five predictions later on in the show. Yes. But uh, a good win for Tarawana, it must be said. They were yeah. they copped a bit of stick yeah. uh, for that 4-1 loss to Cringillo with a fairly youthful uh, side. Uh, but, yeah, so the trial games, you can't really read much into it, I don't no. think. Uh We'll start saying panic stations a few weeks into the IPL season, I believe. Yeah, it'll be interesting what happens in the next few weeks. South Coast United notched up their first win of the new preseason. 3-1 over Paul Kemba, Petavoli, Ivan Bratyanchuk and Byung-Kuk Cho grabbing the goal f- goals for South Coast United. And it must be said, Byung-Kuk Cho stole a certain Greg Valich head of goal, pinched it off the line. It was an absolute robbery in daylight. Talking to Cho last night, I don't even think he realised he scored. No, he didn't, to be honest with you. But uh, no, it was, was, uh, yeah, yeah, it was a a game thoroughly uh, dominated by South Coast United, it must be said. The goal goal conceded uh, was was a penalty to Port Kembla. Uh, But in saying that, uh, talking to Greg Valich last night, uh, him... Uh, he said that it really could have been four or five in the first half. And, oh, 100%. And, uh, and I believe uh, the outgoing coach, Port Kembler, Steve Dimitreski, uh, reiterated, reiterated this, this point. Well, yes. uh, so, yeah, a, a dominant performance from, from uh, South Coast. And it's good for them to get their first win of the preseason and a bit of confidence mm-hmm. going into their match uh, or going into round one on Saturday. It's probably been the strongest side over the, over the last few weeks of preseason. They've had a lot out over the last few weeks few uh, gains but they had the team together that they wanted obviously still missing a couple of midfield as well but nevertheless good win to kickstart their season they begin Saturday night at Ian McLennan Park we will touch on that again later but Paul Kembla were very underwhelming on the weekend as well it was so it was so odd they to see Paul Kembla it was, it was disjointed I'd say, I'd say the word is uh, there never seemed to be any uh, intent to go forward there was a lot of uh, side-to-side movement but South Coast mm. setting up very uh, stable in the middle of the park it it uh, just seemed like there was a, a lack of uh, killer instinct killer instinct up front uh, yeah it's uh, whether or not there's any more signings other than the uh, head coaching position happening before the end of the transfer window at the end of this month uh, but I would say that they probably need a, a goal scorer and another uh, experienced head at the back and a bit of uh, legs in the middle. Uh, they were very they, – they did a lot of running, Port Kembla, in this game. But, uh, look, it was it was sort of to no avail, I, I believe. Uh, there was no real smarts about their game. Uh, and they did look thoroughly dominated, to be honest. It'd be interesting to see what happens when the new coach comes in. Can they turn it around in time for the IPL? Now, an article that was released by the IPL Informer, good old Dylan Arvella, it says, ready or not, Wollongong United firm as IPL favourites. Now, this is a discussion that could go on 
for a long, long, long time. But I'm going to ask you right now. Oh, do you reckon Wongong United are the favourites for the IPL? Well, in short, I I don't think so. But in saying that, they deserve to be in that conversation, winning the uh, pre-season tournaments. And they have a very uh, strong squad. I've actually, and you and Dylan will definitely disagree with me, I've gone with Bulleye as my favourites for this season. Purely for the fact that they uh, have a good mix of experience and youth in their side, which you could argue Wollongong United do as well. But uh, they have a lot of players in the Bulleye side that have uh, been there and done that, so to speak, in uh, Ben McDonald, Sam Davies, even uh, Ryan Emerton as well. And they have a lot of uh, youthful players in their squad still. Uh, they've got obviously... Kyle yeah, Jackson comes to mind. Kyle Jackson, Luke Van Zool who's been impressive Jack in Harris pre-season. Back, new signing. Jack Harrison. Uh, also, Luke Foster is a young up-and-coming defender. Uh, Sam Miranda, of course, uh, is a very attacking uh, forward. Eddie English as well. Eddie English as well. They've so got a good mix. A, a great mix, I think. But in saying that, I'm not completely neglecting Wollongong United. I do think that they are definitely in that talk with, my, in, with the uh, favourites talk with uh, Bulleye as my favourites. I'll be honest with you. You said I was going to disagree, but I don't disagree. To be honest with you, I've got there. We go. My favourites. Uh, I don't. I, in my opinion, Wollongong United are one of the favourites. I don't think there is any outright favourite though. My, I'm tussling up between Wollongong United and Bullife, to be honest, and for exactly the reasons what you just said. But Wollongong United, they're always strong, no matter what. It's just whether they can piece it together on the weekend. But look, they're definitely going to be those two teams are definitely going to be fighting it out for top spot, in my opinion. Now we're getting to the fun stuff, our round one preview. Friday night, 8 p.m., Korean Park, the season opener, Cringilla Lions against Albion Park White Eagles. What's not to like about Friday night football to kick off the 2020 season? I love a Friday night game, especially at uh, Korean Park. Korean it's Park. Uh, a pretty spectacular event when there's a few numbers in there. Hopefully we can fill capacity to as much as, uh, as we're allowed to. Uh, so I'm sure there'll be a lot of fans coming out to watch uh, their, well, a lot of home Cringilla fans coming out to watch Peter Simonoski and also it some neutrals as neutrals, well. Yeah. Just some neutrals as well. Uh, I believe uh, Simonoski will prove a handful in this match. Uh, it's a matter of whether or not Abin Park White Eagles will have a full squad at their disposal on the on Friday night. Uh, of course, uh, missing a couple of key players against Balambi. We know that Stuart Beattie sets up his side uh, very well at the back very, and uh, sort of works his way from the, from the back line to the forward line. Yeah. So I believe it'll be uh, tough for Albion Park White Eagles to break break this side down. Uh, although, mind you, there's uh, been a few uh, misfires for Albion Park White Eagles in their attacking sense, so it could fire this weekend. It could well and truly fire this weekend. you got the likes of Cameron Morgan and Jordan Nikolovsky up top. But, yeah... It's going to be a battle of the attacks for this one, to be honest. Who can nullify the other opposition's attack better, in my opinion? Because both of both of the attacks on both sides have got star power all over the park. Like we said, Simonoski's IPL official IPL debut at Cringilla, but it is a big test for Albion Park after their loss to Blamby last week. Be interesting to see how they bounce back. Yeah, it's interesting you say about the attacking uh, setup. The both sides have got quality, and especially I haven't mentioned Albion Park White Eagles. Uh, of course, Cameron Morgan, uh, 
I think I believe it was 22 goals he scored last season. Yeah, uh, that's about spot on. They've also acquired Jordan Nikoloski as well from the Wollongong Wolves. So Joel Beatty as well. Joel Beatty is, is retained uh, at the club. So it's uh, it's not as as if Albion Park don't have the quality. It's not like they don't have the firepower. As, as I said before, they get this squad to gel. It's one of the, if not the best. So perhaps their lackluster preseason uh, results may bode well for them for this shortened season. They may, may go under the radar slightly, but if uh, Cameron Morgan uh, and co. starts netting a few goals, it'll be uh, difficult to see how they'll go under the mm. radar. And both of us will be at the game on Friday night. I'm actually re- doing the uh, report for this game, so it'll be interesting to see. IPL open at Friday night, 8pm at Korean Park. What's your tip? Look, my tip in this one, uh, I think I actually think Albion Park White Eagles will get on top. I believe that they have copped a fair bit of stick in the, in the preseason and they'll be... Uh, Looking to uh, write, rewrite this wrong, I believe. But in saying that, I don't think it's going to be a, a low-scoring fixture. I think there'll be a, a few goals to celebrate on uh, Friday night. I'm going to go a high-scoring draw. I can't split them as of yet. A 5-all. A 5-all. 4-all, 5-all, 6-all, maybe 10-all. Who knows? Now, first, or not the first game, but the first game we're going to talk about from Saturday afternoon, 2.30 at Balls Paddock. We've got the Northern Charity Shield local derby, Bullite against Winuna. Bullite's in hot form despite playing just district league opposition the last few weeks, but nonetheless, you can only play what's in front of you, can't you? That's right, and they've absolutely uh, blown the uh, oppositions out of the water in general. Not not all games, but uh, specifically that game in the Burt Bampton Cup on the weekend. Look, there's, as I said before, a couple of uh, decent signings and a couple of uh, squad retainments that are very are going to be very crucial for Bulleye this season. I believe the, employment, the appointment of uh, Julio Miranda is a smart appointment as he uh, has plenty of experience in coaching, also coaching in, in youth setups, uh, specifically at the Wollongong Wolves. So he has an eye for, for young uh, footballing talent. Uh as I said before, the foreign contingent, the foreign contingent, looking very sharp for Bulleye. Uh, for this game specifically, I believe it's uh, going to be a Bulleye victory. Uh, I'll start first up. Uh, Sam Davies and Ben McDonald are definitely the the key. Uh, in saying that, uh, they probably have the best goalkeeping duo in the league in Ben uh, McGinn's mm-hmm. and uh, Daniel Farina. You, you, you can say that that any other club that we the first choice goalkeepers. That's you right. Know, they, they, or they have the potential to be first choice goalkeepers. And, and both should should be first choice goalkeepers, but unfortunately, they they can only pick one. And Farina getting the nod in the last uh, Burt Bampton Cup game, so it'll be interesting to see if he retains his spot for round one. Look, in saying that, on the other side of the spectrum, I don't think Wanuna. Well, Wanuna will go into this game uh, fearless. It's a derby. A lot of young uh, youngsters in their setup. Uh, but look, I think at the end of the day, uh, Bulleye will be way too strong. Yeah, Winuna didn't win this reverse fixture last year, 3-0, resounding 3-0, may I add, but they have lost a lot of personnel since then. I they were Winuna were tipped to be bottom in the season preview released yesterday. They they'll be looking to uh to uh what's the word you say? Right that wrong? It's not even a wrong, isn't it? It's just a prediction. They look to prove them wrong. A uh, bit of a bit of a plug for for Dylan Arvella there. Yeah, always a plug. For no, Dylan. Uh, uh, I think looking at their squad and it, it, it they could see it as a little bit unfair. They they did get to the uh, the quarters of the Burt Bampton Cup, uh, so 
I guess they uh, could uh, consider that a bit harsh. They were, they are predicted to finish last. Uh, but yeah, they would definitely be looking to right that wrong. But in saying that, uh, no pro relegation this season. Uh, they will play with the uh, no fear, and I'm sure as uh, the article from uh, from Dylan Arvella suggests that they uh, won't be too. Uh, scared to play any uh, youthful players and uh, build their squad for the uh, full extent of next season, hopefully. What's your tip? Bulleye, definitely in this Bulleye, one. Yeah, no, I'll, I can't go past Bulleye on this one. This one will be very interesting, though. Balambi, who are in red-hot form, 2.30 at Elizabeth Park on Saturday. Balambi going up against the uh, backs against the wall, Paul Kembler, who have, have been struggling severely that last few minutes. Home opener for Balambi, despite playing in the Burt Bamney Cup at Elizabeth last week. Paul Kembler, they've got a big, they've got a crisis going on at the moment. They don't have a coach. They'll have to sort that one out soon. But Balambi are in red hot form the last few weeks, and they came claimed a couple of decent scalps, haven't they? Yeah, they have the both uh, results results wise, and uh, their new signings seem to be firing on all fronts, which is quite uh, crucial for them considering uh, they've uh, been promoted into the Premier League this season. Vaughan Patterson, of course, becoming a fan favourite already. Uh, and Liam Unicum as well will score goals this season if he stays, uh, if he's able to stay fit. Uh, to Port Kembla, uh, I find it very tough for them to be able to get a result this weekend uh, considering their coaching situation and... Uh, just a few position, positional problems, I feel, were ex- exploited extremely well by South Coast United on the weekend. I believe that Balambi will play a, a very similar style to South Coast United in the sense that they are direct in a good way, not suggesting they play negative football. They play very positive uh, possession-based football, but it's all, uh, down the middle, and that's where Port Kembla had some trouble uh, dealing with that on Saturday. So it's uh, going to be very easy, easy to exploit uh the Port Kembla midfield and defence uh, on the weekend for Balambi, I believe. Yeah, I can't see anything past Balambi in this one. I reckon Watts and Cuthbertson and Unicum up around the top half of the pitch will uh, do a bit of damage. But moving on to our final Saturday afternoon game, not our final Saturday game, though. We've got the Wollongong United and Wollongong Olympic 2.30 at Macedonia Park on Saturday. Olympic has been struggling in the new pre-season. It's been well documented, but look, Coming up against the tower of favourites and United are on a high after winning the Frat Cup final. That's right. But in saying that, and I'm, I'm quickly becoming a strong advocate for Wollongong Olympic, uh, there's been a few outs in this. Mark uh, Every is probably the most notable one. Most certainly. And, of course, uh, they have signed as Justin Passfield, which we've uh, touched upon before on this show. Also, James Baldacino has uh, plenty of experience in the NPL 1. Uh, as you said before, Mark Every as well. Uh, still to complete a suspension, I believe. I believe he's last round. Is it last round of his suspension this weekend, or does he come back this weekend? I believe. Believe he's got one more week, quite possibly. But yeah, he will be back. Uh, he will be back very soon, nonetheless. And of course, Olympic have uh, signed a new Japanese uh, forward to somewhat uh, replace, even if that can be done, uh, replace Yusuke uh, Ueda. Up front, so I wouldn't uh, write them off just yet in the both this game and in the competition. Uh, in saying that, Wollongong United look much more settled, uh, considering their squad has sort of been together all preseason. They've been playing a lot of games. I believe uh, that they uh, will be too strong this weekend for Olympic, but yeah. I do believe that Wollongong Olympic are still going to make this a, a very tight tussle. 
I reckon the fact that Wollongong United has had their squad together, playing together more often than what Olympic has with a few outs, I reckon that's what's going to get them over the line. Saturday, 2.30 at Macedonia Park. Now, the final Saturday game, Saturday night at Ian McLennan, 6.30 kickoff, South Coast United against Coniston FC. A Saturday night opener for SCU at the Synthetic and Coniston as well. They're becoming a dark horse in this IPL race at the moment, but I wouldn't rule out South Coast United once they had their proper squad together, more strength squad uh, on last Saturday. They didn't look too bad at all. It's uh, the the squad on the weekend against Port Kembla for South Coast United was uh, one that sort of resembled a full strength uh, side for the first time in this preseason. So that bodes well for for Greg Valich and his side. Uh, look, this will be an interesting game. Uh, from all from all reports, both well, I know personally from South Coast United, but from reports of Coniston, both sides are happy to soak uh, sort of give away possession and uh, hit teams quickly on the counter. So this will be a very interesting game to see who takes the... Like against uh, like. That's right. So it'll be very interesting to see who uh, takes the onus in this game. Coniston uh, could consider themselves very unlucky in the Frat Cup. Uh, as I said before, a few missed chances and it could have gone the other way. Of course, uh, the youngsters of Coniston are, are working uh, their uh, butts off for, for Jeff Allport at the, uh, at the club at the moment. And uh, look... This one's tough to pick. I think uh, the difference uh, may be in uh, Anthony Pettiavelli uh, from South Coast. Pettiavelli? Pettiavelli. 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 Oh, won't like that one. And uh, <laughs> look, he has the potential to tear some defences apart. So I, I think this may be the difference on the weekend. Yeah, look, there's, there was an article in the Mercury a few days about Coniston remaining upbeat despite their frack cup. I'll send be honest with you. They have every reason to be upbeat. Nobody expected them to make the Frat Cup final, and they've performed well for each other. They've got a few young guys. Team's in good shape. Coniston are definitely within a shout, but I'll be honest here, like for like, like you said, team-wise, I reckon this is going to be a draw, and quite possibly a low-scoring draw to a tip. Look, my tip in this one is South Coast United. I believe that uh, things are starting to Not biased to at all. Not biased. Not this biased is, this, is, <laughs> this is purely with the head. It's uh, things are starting to click for South Coast United. You can uh, you can see from the weekend, despite playing Port, uh, Port Kembla, who are under a bit of uh, or in a bit of strife at the moment. Look, it all depends on who plays. I think there's uh, a potential if they have the full squad available that uh, they could be uh, they could shock a few people this season. Moving on to this next one now, Tarawana Blueies against Coromel Rangers, the lone Sunday game, three p.m. at Tarawana Oval. It was a morale booster for the Blues last week after grabbing a win over the uh, highly fancy Wollongong Olympic, but Coromel have come to a bit of a standstill last week and the week before as well. They had a 2-1 loss to Coniston in the Bet Bandit Cup, but they had a draw with Union Dera, which was very surprising last week as well. Yeah, look, I think uh, despite the fact that uh, Coromel have kept a lot of their core, I think some of their their losses from their championship winning side uh, in Nick Lowe and specifically Tomoki Wada, uh, huge losses. And Banri Kanazumi as well. He was very strong at the back, very strong. But in saying that, uh, I'd, and this is similar with the Wollongong Olympic argument, I don't think that Coromel have had all guns are blazing in terms of the, the squad at their disposal. Uh, in this preseason, look, I think keeping Van Elia this season is a trump card over every yeah. every other team in the league. And despite rumours of retirement, Alvin Checkley back for another season will tighten up he the just defense. Stop, doesn't quick he? smart. He's uh, doesn't know how he doesn't know how to. 
Tarawana on the other side, they uh, well, they'll be disappointed to uh, have lost uh, their talismanic uh, forward in Rick Goodchild to Coromel. And Jake Molina, they'll be coming and up Molina. against each other this weekend. And there is rumours of a certain goalkeeper transfer between these two clubs as well over the next few weeks. It'll be interesting to see what happens over that. But I've still got Coromel winning this weekend. Yeah, look, uh, Tarawana, uh, despite that uh, victory on the weekend of... Sort of underwhelmed this this preseason. A relatively young side, it must be said. Uh, Mitch Ferraro was uh, announced as captain the other day at uh, 23 years of age. Very is young. A, is a, a a lot of uh, well bodes shows how much confidence Peter Willis uh, has in his uh, in his young uh, midfielder, uh, talismanic midfielder, I should say. Still a few experienced heads in there. Uh, Darren Stone's only made one appearance this preseason. Uh, and, of course, Matt Naylor and uh, in goals, Adam Rodriguez. Look, uh, this weekend, I think it uh, can be said that Coromel are favourites. Uh, but as there is in a few of these games this uh, weekend, it's a bit of a derby and uh, who knows? We've got two northern derbies, which is uh, very interesting nonetheless. But what's your match of the round? My match of the round is the uh, Wollongong Derby, United versus Olympic. Uh, as I said b- before, I, I've never actually seen the Wollongong Olympic side written off so much, uh, so easily before a season in my, in my time. Mind you, I, I think they've just been written off by us. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> it's just what we've been talking about. Maybe, maybe, perhaps they've. Um, well, they have. Uh, they, the results haven't been too crash hot, so I'm guessing. That's, Every that's reason what... to be skeptical, but you got to look at it. You miss some players like Mark Every. You're not going to be full strength until he comes back for sure. But in saying that, a lot a lot of personalities for both sides in this one, uh, and both sides uh, having a lot of personnel with semi pro and professional experience in their career. Uh, so it's a mouth a mouth watering one for the neutrals. Uh, Wollongong United coach uh, Oliver Toski uh, stating possession is the key factor in this game. So that's quite interesting considering that. Olympic have been known to be slightly direct in the last few Same seasons. Their striker, yeah. Look, I believe uh, Wollongong United will dominate possession in this game, but I don't necessarily think that means that they will win the game. I think mm. that Olympic have shown that they don't need possession to win games in the in both the Illawarra Premier League and uh, uh, in other leagues in the world. Look, I think that uh, there will be a few goals scored in this one, and uh, hence my reasoning for putting it uh, match of the round. My match of the round is the season opener in Cringillo and Albion Park. Not purely because they're, look, purely because it's just the hype. Opening game, Friday Night Lights, MPL talent on show. Cringilla side have pulled off some big results the last few weeks. Albion Park looking to bounce back after their loss in the Batman Cup. It's just the hype of an eighteen-week delayed preseason, eighteen-week delayed season. You're just keen there. to write the match report. I'm just keen to write the match report, mind you, and get some Javapi into me. But look, you got to look at it. Any other year, we'd be four weeks out from the season finishing, and now we're just starting now. It's uh, testing times, but look, that's why I'm actually around. Couldn't Julian now be parked the opener under Friday Night Lights, 8 p.m. at Korean Park. But season predictions now. Now, we did this a long time ago now. About 18 weeks ago now, we did these season pre- predictions. A little bit of a twist now. So... First off, we're going to be asking us, what's our top five teams? Who's going to be making the finals this year? You can take it away, team number one. Bulleye for me, and I've, I've stated my reasoning before, but I do think they, they are the team, with, especially with Wollongong United winning 
at winning the Frat Cup and showing good form uh, this season, or this preseason, I should say. Bulleye uh, have got a squad together that can both win a title and a grand final with experience and youth, and I believe that they are not many people's pick for the for the minor premiership, but they're definitely mine. Team number two. Wollongong Olympic for me, and this one uh, might be a little bit, uh, well, I might be uh, scoffed at for picking this one, but I just think that they haven't had their full contingent together so far, uh, which is both sides haven't, but uh, a lot of experience. Uh, they've got uh, Baldacino, as I mentioned before, Justin Passfield, Mark Every, Jack Keating. Uh, the new, new Hasegawa. Hasegawa, the new new uh, forward. I just believe that... Uh, they have too much quality on the pitch not to be in the top two. And team number three. Wollongong United, I believe. Uh, look, I believe this uh, top three will be extremely tight and it'll probably go down to the last round considering the 11-round season. I uh, hope they do well for, for, for their sake and turn it into turn their Fraternity Cup uh, victory into a success in the league. And uh, look, I think, as I said before, it'll be very tight top three. Number team number four is your fourth. Well, I'm going to go for Albion Park White Eagles. I believe that uh, they also, similar to Olympic, have been a little bit slow to start, but that doesn't necessarily mean that this will resonate into poor league form. I believe that their squad is one of the best. A lot of quality on that pitch. Uh, I think uh, Jordan Nikoloski may be a uh, shoo-in for a, for a golden boot shout this season. Scores a lot of goals and uh, partnered with Cameron Morgan is frightening for any defence. And team number five, who's your pick to make the finals? To round out the five, I've gone with Coromel. And I uh, think this is purely down to their atta- their attacking class, not to neglect their their uh, defensive and midfield uh, work as well because they have some quality players in at their disposal. Uh, I just believe that they will be uh, too strong for the uh, outside five uh, pack, if you will. Yes, very interesting top five. It seemed like a standard top five that one, but um, results are so, well, yeah. results pending. Well, results that have happened. It's uh, a few surprises in there, but looking at squad list, it's probably uh, pretty st- pretty mm. uh, standard and straightforward. Yeah, I've gone no particular order because honestly, I can't pick. I can't pick a winner at the moment. There's that many teams, and like Dylan said the other day. The comp is that competitive at the moment. Anyone can, anyone can take the minor premiership. Anyone can sink into the top five. But I've got four teams who I reckon will certainly make the finals, and I've got a three-way battle for fifth spot. So I've got Buller, United, Coromel, and Olympic to be the top four. For fifth, and I can't split this one. I've got Coniston, Cringilla, and Albion Park fighting for that last spot, which is why I reckon this opener on Friday night is going to be so important. To be honest, yeah, it sounds weird saying a round one's going to be crucial for finals, but it's only eleven week season. Yeah, look, it's uh, it's crucial to get a victory over every team, considering you only play each other once. It's uh, yeah, it's going to be very crucial on Friday night, and uh, it would be too early to say whoever gets that whoever gets victories in these early rounds make the fi- makes the finals. But it would be very hard if you uh, went on a poor run at the start of the season to bounce back. All right, another prediction. Your top goal scorer at the end of 11 rounds. Look, I'm going to go uh, very predictable in Ben McDonald for Bulleye. Bit of a lean season last year by his standards, but he set such high ones. Uh, I believe he'll be back uh, in form, and that'll be one of the reasons why 
bullseye finishes so high up on the ladder this season. I've got Peter Simonoski. I reckon he's returned in just two games at the moment. Could argue the opposition it wasn't the top shelf opposition yet, but you can't deny his quality, can't you? No, he's a, he's a quality player. I, ju- I just wonder if uh, all over the pitch if they can get the service to to him. But he seems so far he seems to be able to pull goals mm. uh, for, like out of him out of out of nothing. So it's uh, yeah, I, I can uh, definitely vouch that uh, he will definitely be up there in the goal scoring charts this season. Uh, if we have a George Naylor medalist, who's your player of the year pick? I've gone, it's a little left field. I've gone Hikaru Kawasaika from uh, Wollongong United. Okay. Uh, had a bit of a, we signed for United last season from the Abbey Park White Eagles. Last season uh, wasn't at his best, I believe. Uh, the season he spent with the Abbey Park White Eagles, he was probably the best player in the team that finished uh, third under Paul Carter uh, in his first season. Uh, look, He's sort of a, I'd say he's a false nine or a, if not that, a number nine. He pulls the strings in any side he's in and uh, always is asking for the ball. And I believe uh, with United being so confident this season and having such a squ- strong squad, he will thrive off that. Call me boring, but I'll be on Peter Simonowski for player. Uh, that's not boring. It's, uh, it's your decision. Now, this is the interesting one. Three biggest signings of the season. What's your first one? Well, I've only picked one, but uh, I did go James Baldacino at okay, Wollongong Olympic. Yeah. Uh, a lot of MPL one experience uh, at uh, the Wollongong Wolves. Uh, signed from Marconi as well, Marconi Stallions. Look, uh, a strong, experienced head at the back. He's uh, sort of been around for a, for a relatively long period of time now. Still got a number of years left in his career, I believe, but. Uh, along with him uh, being at the back and uh, Justin Passfield behind him. And whoever plays uh, with him, it could, it could be Mark Every, uh, Jack Keating. It uh, bodes for a formidable, formidable defensive uh, structure there at Wollongong Olympic. See, I've gone three biggest signings. I've gone Simonoski, But the two ones, the two other biggest signings of the season, in my opinion, with importance... Of both district league players last year. I'm going with Brad Watts for Balambi and Luke Van Zyl for Bullock. Call me crazy, but those two are very... Oh, actually, all three of them. You stuck all those three in a front line in the Illawarra Premier League. I reckon they tear, tear teams apart. But they're my top three signings. Now, this is a, an, uh, a topical question, a bit of a, a trivial one. Biggest player lost to a club during the COVID, the COVID period? For me, I, I went for uh, for Ben Zuko at Coromel at uh, Coromel Rangers last season. I've uh, he's a workhorse in midfield with a with the wicked left foot and a bit of class about him. I I do wonder whether they've uh, f- uh, filled that void in midfield. Uh, of course, there is a number of uh, quality players in that position uh, uh, in Zuko's former position. I just believe that uh, this will hinder Coromel a little bit this season, losing uh, such a quality player. I've gone with uh, Brendan Fordham not coming back for Albion Park White Eagles. He would have been a very solid addition to their midfield. He would have, he, he's known as Mr. Reliable, and uh, he certainly would have been Mr. Reliable for Albion Park. Now, brief run over, over the Illawarra District League this weekend. Now, we've got five 3 p.m. Saturday games and one standalone 3 p.m. game on Sunday. We've got Picton against Unidera 3 p.m. at Hume Oval on Saturday. 
Oak fights Falcons against Balgani, 3 p.m. at Keith Bond Oval on Saturday. Guerrilla against Helensburg, 3 p.m. King Mickey Park on Saturday. Fernil Foxes against Kai Macquarius, 3 p.m. Ray Robinson Saturday afternoon. And the old faithful Thomas Gibson Park, 3 p.m. on Saturday. We've got the Raw up against Berkeley. And to round out the round, 3 p.m. Barakites Oval on Sunday. We've got the Shelco Barbarians against UOWFC. Now, to finish off the first edition of Illawarra 360, we've got a listener question. And it's from a guy named Tim Gibson. I wonder who that bloke is. Hmm. He's, he, Tim asks on Twitter, how much do you think the quick restart will affect the fitness and the sharpness of the players? Yeah, look, it's going to be uh, an interesting one. I, I believe that the preseason, we had the initial preseason in obviously uh, late last year, early this year, and then uh, the season was postponed. The preseason, what's been about seven or eight weeks, I, I believe in Yeah, the... you got to look at it. What, when, we, when we were allowed to start playing again, it was June 1st, wasn't it? That's right. And then non-contact non non was July, July 1st. Case. So it's... So, yeah. uh, a pretty short turnaround in terms of the the contact sessions. Uh, look, there's been a number of trial games yep. and Burt Bampton Cup and Frat Cup games uh, played before the season starts, which is probably more than than what a more preseason more than games than yeah. what would regularly happen. Look, I think uh, during the COVID break, uh, most if not all players would have been uh, keeping up a relatively strict fitness regime. I suppose. Uh, look, I. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Did you not? I don't think so. <laughs> some, I, some players. Some players. We'll say some. Uh, but look, it, yes, there will. In in short, there will be some effects. Uh, in uh, more specifically, uh, with the three substitutions in the Illawarra Premier League and the Illawarra District League this season, might play a, a factor in this as well. Considering there's uh, five subs in other leagues across the world. Uh, look, uh, it will play a little part, but I, I don't think it's going to uh, take away from the quality of the the uh, league this season. I reckon if you've gone through the last three, four weeks without any injuries, I don't think the quick restart will affect the fitness and sharpness at all because they've had enough, plenty of, of chances for game time. But yeah, look, the quality has actually been relatively good considering the, uh, the quick restart. But um, yeah. Yeah, I reckon they'll be perfectly fine, to be honest with you. They're adequately prepared after the couple of games now. We got through it with no big injuries, mm. in, as far as I know, which is really important. But look, that's a listener question. Thanks, uh, old podcast host Tim, for sending that one in. And if you want to send in a question, be sure to either message the page or comment on our posts on Twitter or Facebook or even Instagram as well. That is Illawarra360, the round one preview. We'll be back again next week with the Royal Thuk 60. But coming up next, NPL Corner, we chat about Luke Wilkshire. He's not happy about the the New South Wales NPL draw and for a very adequate reason as well. We chat about the Illawarra Stingrays and South Coast Flames' first-round performances and the biggest talk surrounding the New South Wales NPL. 